Welcome back to the Real Rap Podcast. Joining us today is my on-screen sister in the Real Rap Pilot, Molly Maloney. In this episode, we'll get into Molly's background, her path from law to acting, the challenges she's faced along the way, which is many and is a daily struggle, and finally, her experience filming The Real Rap Pilot and her reaction to seeing it come full circle at the premiere last month. So don't miss this one. Molly's story is super interesting, and be sure to stick around until the end because we have a big Real Rat announcement um, to share with everyone. So let's get to the pod. You're ready. All right, Molly Maloney, my screen sister, welcome yes. to the Real Rap Podcast. Thank you. So, all right, Molly, I'm going to start with, uh, you have a strong Irish last name, mm-hmm. right? So what I wanted to ask you was, how many times has the song Molly Malone, which I looked up today and found maybe 15 plus renditions of, been mentioned to you in your lifetime? Endless amount of times. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a strong connection to the Irish roots or what's the... I do. Um, I am second generation over here mm-hmm. and uh my name was after molly malone so yeah 75 so, percent yeah Irish. i have a buddy that he's every time he's like yeah i keep seeing her name on the credits and i think of that song every time oh, which i had never even heard of so um all right cool well let's let's get into some background because from what i do know about you which isn't everything so that's exciting uh you have you know, quite a few steps in your journey and some cool stuff that I want to get into. And then I want to talk on how you got into acting and then we'll talk about the pilot and then we'll give you a little modified real rat quiz at the end. Sound good? (laughs) Yes. All right. So where are you from? I am from San Francisco. Okay. And you still have family there? I have my siblings still live there. Yes. Okay. How many, how big is your family? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, I have four brothers and four sisters. Okay. So where do you fall? I am the baby. Oh, the baby. Nice. Same as me. Nice. Nice. Um, Okay. So how would you describe yourself as a kid? Hmm. I, okay. So I was a tomboy and I was a little daredevil. Um, And my mom was a prima ballerina. So Mm. that's a really hard place to be. Um, I was constantly breaking bones, um, going on my little adventures. So, um, yeah. But looked after, I'm sure, by everyone in the family. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. Were you, I know a lot of like youngest siblings, I've tried to think if this is true for me, but they say that it's often those, uh, that person in line in the family in the sibling order who ends up in acting or ends up like vying for attention. Do you think that's true for you? (laughs) Um, Honestly, I don't like the attention that much. Mm. Yeah, even being on screen, um, I enjoy being in the character role, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going, oh gosh, people are like, yeah, no attention on me, please. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Okay. So I've been asking this lately and I like this one. So if somebody asked you, when you were a kid, what you wanted to be when you were going to grow up, what would that have answer been? Oh, goodness. This is the question I ask everybody I meet. <laughs> oh, so nice. <laughs> flip it on me. Um, I wanted to be everything. 
everything from the president of the United States to an astronaut to a teacher. Um, yeah. And I don't think ever acting was part of it. Mm. But you said you were a tomboy, so you're active. Yes. Okay. I thought I was going to be the first major league baseball player. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and all right. So, because I remember, I, th- I want to say you referenced swimming at mm-hmm. one point. Okay. Yeah. So at what point does that, because that becomes a pretty big part of your life, right? becomes my whole life. Okay. Yeah. So explain that. Um, it was probably about in the sixth grade. I was approached by a coach who was actually coaching people for the Olympics. He saw me at a swimming pool and he was just like, you have talent. Mm. Would you like to be coached? And I was like, heck yeah. We mm. the Olympics? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I never made, but. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so um, that and then just. It was really good that that became my life just because I never stayed in one place more than a year growing up. Mm. So it became my familiarity and it became what I, my identity, I guess you could say. Mm. And when I got into high school, it was like waking up at 4.30 in the morning at the swimming pool, do Mm. my workout, go to school, after school, go to the swim team, do another workout, and then also do the cross training that you need to do mm. for that higher level of okay. swimming. So, yeah. So, did you have from the little to none that I know about swimming? I remember now that in high school, the swimmers always had the like their hair would get like bleached by the chlorine and all that. Did you have the dry skin and all that stuff? Like, what's like a life of a swimmer if you're in the pool every day? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> You smell like chlorine everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. You do have that green tint to your hair, <laughs> <laughs> and especially when you're going through the awkward stage of growing up. <clears throat> so for a girl, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Dry skin, all that. So yes, thanks for reminding me of that time. <laughs> okay, so you, so you compete all the way through high school? Yep, and into college. And into college. So mm-hmm. where'd you go to college? Um, I went to two different places, but I competed at OSU. Oregon State. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So you do that, and then I want to say you – what are you majoring in at that point? At that point, I was majoring in psychology, sociology, and then I moved into law. Right, and Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to get to. But did you know you wanted to get into law when you left college, or what was the plan leaving college? Um. Yeah, I think I I did just because of my upbringing and some other things. I definitely wanted to defend. So I got into more of family law and then protecting children's rights. Okay. So So you leave college, you go to law school. Mm -hmm. Where at? Regent University. Which is where? In Virginia. Okay, cool. So different ends of the spectrum. Definitely different. (laughs) Oregon to Virginia. Um, And then. Give us a little bit of idea of law school, because all I've ever heard is like you read all the time, yes. right? And and memorize and memorize. It's a lot of obtaining, a lot of information, um, and not all that you need to remember. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, a lot of time spending in. I didn't have life. Let's just say that. Yeah, you have no life. Did you like it though? Were you motivated and? Absolutely, but I think that's just like. You know, being an athlete, yeah, you have that mindset. So whatever you want to do, you're motivated to accomplish that goal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. 
And I don't want to gloss over the end of the swimming because you were you. Did you get to a point where you wanted to take it beyond college? You mentioned the Olympics and things like that. I mean, what is even the route mm-hmm. that you could have gone? Um, I did go to the trials, um, cool. but I didn't make it. And I think at that point I had to reevaluate. Do you really want to go another four years? Hmm. And I was like, hey, I'm proud of myself for how far I came. And I'm okay with that. And you you were willing to walk away and call it a career? Okay. Because that's something we we cover with everybody here too. You know, you've seen the pilot now and you obviously know a lot about it, but the period of of transition between, you know, you're off a team for the first time and what that's like and and how you can hold on a little bit too long sometimes and things like that. Do you ever swim anymore or is it part of your life much at all? Um, I do. And just speaking of that, you know, with the gym wrap, I don't think you ever aren't a swimmer anymore or Mm -hmm. whatever you are with your sport. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's hard to see like competitive swimming on TV. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it just drives me nuts. I'm like, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. Why? Because it. I want to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to be there. Um, But then on the flip side, I enjoy going to the swimming pool now to just swim for me. Mm. So you'll still like swim laps and stuff like that? Absolutely. Nice. I need the smell. I need the chlorine. I need the green (laughs) hair. (laughs) There you go. I I might need to get some lessons because I'd I'd like to learn better. I've always liked to swim, but I don't have any technique or like breathing form or anything like that. We should do a little switch. That's right. A little skill exchange. Basketball (laughs) skills. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. So you, how long is law school? For me, it was a little longer than usual. So I was in there for six years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And were you off and on or were you going that whole time? I was going the whole time. Okay. So you finish and right away you get working? Um, no, not right away. But then um, eventually I moved to Idaho and I moved back to Oregon and then I moved back to California and then I moved to Idaho. Okay. And that's when I started. And that's when you started practicing mm-hmm. as what? What kind of family? family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then walk us through that a little bit so you know in school it's all it's all theoretical right and then out in the real world was it what you thought it was was it harder easier did you like it (laughs) um who's listening yeah (laughs) um it was harder in the sense of i'm one of those people that isn't the best rule follower mm-hmm. if that makes sense and so there was a lot of things that I couldn't do that I wanted to do mm. and that was really hard for me um and the time that you have to put into it I like to go live life I like to go do things and so I'm um, just it was hard mm-hmm. yeah, much. okay now do you have any involvement in that still or what's what's your relationship to it now the only involvement I have now is there's a program called CASA and so it's like a court-appointed um, attorney for children. Okay. And so I still do that. Yeah. Okay. So then, at what point does acting come into the picture? <laughs> um, so I've never done any acting before, all the way up to 2019. Okay. Wasn't even in a school play or anything like that. But I wanted to learn to be on camera in order to advocate for those things that I was passionate about Mm. and to try to take that to like a higher platform. And that's when I met Coach Rick and his class and started going there. 
And this is in Coeur d'Alene, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, no, it was in Spokane. Oh, it was in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So now he has two locations. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you you meet with Coach Rick, you mm-hmm. go to class, you know, the first couple of times and you're just trying it out, which I can relate to. That's how I was definitely. And I told that story on Spokecast. But so what's what's that first experience like? Are you hooked from day one or are you like, oh, that was fine and I'll keep going? And what was your thoughts after the first one? After the first one, I was wanting to come back. Yeah, absolutely. There's- what did, What did you like about it? Um, I felt, I felt a connection. There was a vibe, there was a frequency, there was something that just resonated with me. Mm. And so it drew me back. And then every time I kept coming back, it was like more and more. So, yeah. Yeah. So how were you regularly going for a couple of years then? Or, cause I know COVID is in there too. And yeah. Yeah. So I happened to get signed on with MAM. Right. An agency here. Okay. And, um, in 2019, was in a few commercials, um, did a couple short films, and then COVID hits. Mm. And so, um, yeah, and then we just started picking back up. Okay. All right. Now, I know that's it's not your favorite topic to discuss, but, you know, we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't cover it. So during this time, you know, you're dealing with a lot of challenges as well, which I want you to explain. I don't want to try to, to summarize it, but... Um, what, when does that happen? And then can you kind of just walk us through that to the, to the extent that you want to? Yeah. Um, so I do have some disabilities as far as, um, I have a term called dysautonomia. So it has to do with your autonomatic nervous system and it doesn't function right. So I have a hard time controlling, um, my blood pressure, my heart rate, my temperature. So Mm. there's some days I could be like, hypothermia and Mm. it's like 80 degrees outside Mm. things like that um there's some other things too that are stacked against me but um what was the question (laughs) well so when does it for when do you first notice it like when does that even come into the picture unfortunately it is um or was it always yeah unfortunately it's not diagnosed for like probably an average of 10 years after the first symptoms Mm. because there's such a lack of knowledge of it Mm. and it's such a rare thing so i would be in the er consistently and they'd send me home just saying it's all in my head Mm. i'm having a panic attack go see a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. and that was happening even when you were young um no it started happening in my thirties. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to age me. <laughs> well, okay. So that's, and that's going on. And, and part of why I wanted to bring that up is because, you know, I, I just admire your mindset around it and I, mm. I can, you know, I see it just from a distance, right? Like on social media or whatever it is and just from knowing you and, and going through it. But how do you approach that? You know, how do you how do you get yourself to that state to just look on the positive? Because you have such a fun, you know, positive personality, which has been cool to know because we didn't really know each other that well, obviously, when we filmed the pilot. So, yeah. Um, Thank you. One, Um, I think it's just a decision that you have to make. And this is like the cards that are dealt to you. What are you going to do with them? And so um, I'm just a person that loves life regardless of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to try to find the silver lining. Um, but there are, don't get me wrong, there are days that I am 
on the floor, bathroom floor, crying, mm-hmm. hating life, screaming at God, like, why? Why mm-hmm. me? So um, it's not always roses. <laughs> so what's the state of it now? I mean, how are you? And Because I know you've been doing treatments and different things. but Yeah, I have. Um, I've been working with John Hopkins, and um, they have a lot of programs that help rehabilitate people um, with this condition. Um, so it's, it's as much as work that you put into it is the outcome that you're going to get. And I want my old life back. Mm -hmm. I want the old Molly back. So I'm going to do everything in my power to get there. And, um, I've been seeing such strides of improvement. Awesome. So yeah, it's been really good and encouraging. So is right now is your day to day? Is it a lot of just taking care of yourself, doing that kind of stuff, or what, how do you spend your it time? It is painstakingly taking mm. care of myself. Yeah, yeah. Health That's, and it's a full time job. Health and wellness, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I imagine it is. Well, I admire that. Like I said, and and before we get to the pilot, and then how our paths cross. Um, this is the Real Rap Podcast. So we always talk a little bit of hoops. Awesome. Now I know hoops isn't uh, you know your first love, but I do want to. I want to know, like, what was your, what was your, what's the right way to say? Like, what was your relationship to basketball before the pilot? Um, let's see. I did dabble in it when I was little. Okay. And I like the, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm spacing the name, but the ones, the travelers, the ones that go around. Oh, the Globetrotters? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I got to go see them and do a little camp with them. Cool. And then I got back into it, um playing intramural in college okay cool yeah so all right um now did you know the pot you knew the pot was about basketball a little bit but did you did you know how how much no no okay i didn't think you did and i'm going to get to that a little bit but you've been texting me that uh you've been interested in in having a character arc where you get to play a little basketball so what you have any ideas or what what's your what's your pitch right now What, what are you thinking i i definitely think that being your sister and putting up with the stuff that I put up with, with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it would be kind of cool to have a little um, bonding time in your world, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Instead of just me always trying to clean up after you <laughs> or keep you in order, but like, yeah. hey, I'm going to cut him some slack and I, I kind of want to see through yeah. his eyes. Well, and, and I'm going to get to that, but, you know, it's I, it was such a quick amount of time that we had to to do the pilot and and you know i i'm excited to expand that character and get into also into her world right and and beyond so to me it's like we needed your character to push the tension forward which is why you kind of had to be the you know frankie's thorn to some degree but at the same time you know obviously there's so much more to explore there that i'm excited to and that would be cool to have That'd a little awesome. basketball stuff so all right so let's get to the pilot um so let's go back to pre-production. What was your earliest memory of the project? Um, you and I meeting out at Mystery Ridge, mm-hmm. and you just. But before that, you oh. did the. Didn't you do? You did like a little screen test. I did an or like audition. A little, yeah, an yeah, audition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that and that was cool for me because I remember that was the first time I'd ever heard anybody like say the words. So it was it was fun to like hear that and see Aww, that. Awesome. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we, we have the night at Mystery Ridge, which was another fun moment for me because that was the only time I got to do that with anyone, which 
it was kind of like a rehearsal. It was sort of like we got to just talk about it and walk through the script. And yeah, because we didn't talk again until we started filming. Right. And that was probably <laughs> a week or so before. Mm-hmm. So what do you remember about just walking through it and going through it at that point? Um, definitely, though, the difference between when I first did the audition and then when I met you, everything switched. Mm. Because there was an idea of what it was supposed to be like. Mm. And then I heard how you envisioned it. So it was like, you know, yeah. had to change that up. Well, speak on that because you you have experience with that, I'm sure, too, with like a commercial. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I know being part of Rick's class, uh, the way it works often is you just get sent like a, a written description. Yeah. And then as an actor, it's up to you to interpret mm-hmm. what it is or how to do it. And it, that could be completely different than the way the director is envisioning it so what how do you go about that typically um so if it's doing an audition then obviously I read it several different ways and then I try to feel like what feels the most natural and and then I put that through and then sometimes I'll get the part and then they'll let me know it's completely different Mm. or it was perfect and then you get to filming and they decide, mm, let's take it from this this way. Right. And you just need to be really prepared and um, do your work to know to know your lines, to know the character, to know the story. So no matter which way they take you, you can just flow with that. Mm-hmm. So. Now, I remember that night when we were walking through it, something I enjoyed about that was I like to write to someone's real personality because that was always my goal is like, I want it to be real. So Mm -hmm. I was saying that to Rick a lot and we talked about it with Rick. Like I wrote lines that he actually said in life and in class because I just wanted it to sound like him. But with you, we had never even met. So that night I remember we were kind of talking about, oh, would you say this word or would you say that word or how can we switch some of these things around? And we kind of worked on it there and actually I modified it after that night. But one of the things I remember you saying was that you actually were probably more like Frankie than like the sister, right? You were kind of, you go by surfing Grace online and like you kind of have that vibe. Isn't that what you're telling me a little bit? So tell, explain that to me a little bit. Like just definitely the person who doesn't want to leave where they're at, but I don't think it's a problem. Mm. It's who they are. You yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, that surfing grace, I'm always going to be the surfer, the laid back person who wants to be on the beach, just mm-hmm. coasting through life <laughs> kind of a thing. So how challenging then is it as an actor or is it fun to play somebody completely different? Um, I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And how about the sister part of it? Because I was thinking about that in, in prep. So I have a sister, right? You mm-hmm. have siblings, obviously, yep. and, and we didn't know each other and we did at least get to meet before just showing up and shooting which is great thank goodness <laughs> better luxury than some get yes, but true. W- what is that like to have to insinuate a lifelong relationship in you know an hour of filming that's a great question um i think it just comes down to that having siblings and putting yourself in their shoes in real life Mm. and bringing that into this character development between Mm -hmm. you and I. And so, um, yeah. Were you, were you channeling any of your own siblings? 
Um, no, you know what? I don't, <laughs> I think I got kind of lost in the mix of things mm. being the youngest. Yeah. And I mean, like when I'm the youngest, I'm the youngest. Right. So, right, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, let's see. So I want to talk about just memories from set because the first day you were there was the second day mm-hmm. and we started with the porch scene <laughs> and because it, not everyone has seen it, I'm not going to give away all of it but there is a funny moment in that scene and let's just say that molly got to exercise some demons uh, (laughs) over and over and over again how was that fun was that funny was that how did you feel because that was the first also the first time shooting oh yeah for you right on the set yep on the set um yeah no i had a blast with that it was a great icebreaker too Mm -hmm. you know just getting that out of the way and the cast was all laughing at it right so i was like all right this is great (laughs) that was a big thing for me too because obviously i was under a lot of pressure with everything and i remember that was the first i think quote unquote funny thing we had shot Mm -hmm. and yeah just like hearing people laugh i was like oh okay this is like (laughs) this is funny okay cool because you don't really even know a lot of the time um and then, then we have probably the longest actor-to-actor scene in the whole thing, which is the bedroom scene at the end. <laughs> and, you know, we have these cutbacks, and a lot of that was to, in, to essentially show the difference between the two characters, right? Like mm-hmm. you have this guy who's just in his own world, and, and D, the sister character, is having to hold down everything. And, you know, we, we also introduce early on my brother-in-law, who's another... Another actor in the dojo, yeah. uh, Sean Flink. But that was a complicated blocking scene as far as just like where the camera was in relation to how we did the scene. And then you leave the room and we talk through the door. What what did the, what was the most challenging part of that to you? Did you remember? Mm, was definitely trying to make sure that the angle too, because mm. it was right. low ceilings, things like that. So just... Um, yeah, keeping the consistency for the camera to be able to see our faces and see your face and the editing to keep that. Yeah. It was definitely challenging. Yeah. And we asked a lot of you and, and you had a you had a roll with a lot of punches. We were kinda of going as we on the fly a little bit, telling you to do this or do that and, and some of it Most definitely. You and, guys were definitely beating me up and i don't know if you noticed this but some of what we actually used in the pilot was like some of the ones where we were just frustrating you because we had asked you to do so many different things i think it was like hard to probably even remember what we were telling you to do so oh no i remember (laughs) (laughs) but it played really well so it it, it was funny to to use that so okay um and then we go off after filming and then as mentioned earlier you have, you know, a lot going on. You have a lot to deal with. I remember even during that time, we might have messaged here and there, but you were doing treatments and different mm-hmm. things like that. But when you start to see us going live, you know, online, when you start to see the poster, you see the trailer, you see, you know, it, you see the, the the real stuff starting to come out. What do you what are you thinking? The excitement. Uh, yeah. Just like, yes, we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, like, I just absolutely admired you. Mm. Um, and even through the whole process that this was your first baby that you've ever written. And mm-hmm. it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliantly wrote. And it was from the heart. Mm. And just to see it being out there and ready to go. I, yeah, 
I just was like, <laughs> well, I was a proud sister. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and then lastly, I guess on this topic, I want to talk about the premiere because we haven't had anybody on the cast or crew here since the premiere. So I want to talk about that because that was like a, just like a dream days for me. It's hard sort of for me to put it into words, I think, or to, to even remember it exactly the way it was. So, um, I want to hear what that was like for you seeing it come full circle. You, you see it in the audience, you get to, and you had not even seen, you hadn't, I don't even think you'd read the whole script, right? I hadn't. Okay. Mm -mm. So what is that like to see it come (laughs) together? Um, actually it made it a lot more, um, enjoyable or, but I don't know, like just this like pride Mm. that comes over you. Um, not just for me, but for everybody that was involved and then seeing some of the backstory just like in the beginning. Oh, am I allowed to talk about it? (laughs) Just when like the voicemail that's coming through from your dad and things Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. Um, yeah, we have that on the trailer and okay, and good. Whatnot. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that and I've talked a little bit about that, but a lot of that stuff was added actually later on. Like we didn't write any of that into the into the script because what happened was when we were first showing it to people, it's it's raw, right? We had mm. we we're a crew of six and and we did it completely independently, and I'm super proud of what we were able to accomplish with it. But there were certain like backstory elements and things that we couldn't really get to. So we added some stuff like that, and I think it worked, you know. Yeah, and, and it was that seeing it come to life. Yeah, that was the magic of everything. Mm. Absolutely. Well, it was it was a great night, and I'm I'm pumped that we got you involved because it just Me worked too. out, you know. And and I said that to Rick, but you can really see. I think the, I think it does feel real. And I remember when people were watching the the bedroom scene and. Because all the crew is watching the can, you know, the the display monitor in the back, and they're like, "No, you guys, this is a good dynamic. Keep working with it." You know. Um, so, are you doing any more acting currently, or any any plans to do anything soon? Um, currently, no. I I am still at the dojo. Nice. And so um, things are starting to pick back up with auditions and whatnot. So we'll just keep my fingers crossed. And, there you go. Yeah. Well, now you got some good footage to, to I use do. as well. I do. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we've uh, we've smoked through it um, to now, but let's let's get to the the real rat quiz. And this is a modified version, right? So usually these are kind of hoop centric. Okay. But uh, similar to Rick, we've we've made them more applicable. So they're they're quickish hitters, but some might make you think. So whatever comes to mind. Um, so what is one line or phrase from a coach or mentor that you still remember? Um, I remember being told that there's always going to be somebody who wants it just as bad as you. Mm. So who wants it more? Mm. And that was always something that drove me in competitions. So I like that. All right. Worst. So we usually ask this as most embarrassing hoops moment, but I, I put this one as worst audition <laughs> <laughs> or most embarrassing law moment. That would be another alternative, oh. whichever one. It's really good. Um, yeah, I did an audition where I just, everything was fumbling, everything, nothing was working right for me. And I did a big no-no where I just turned it into a lesson of this is not what you should do. And I submitted it 
<laughs> like you said, this in the, in the middle of the tape. You yes, like, uh, <laughs> yes, because I realized it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. At least you, I mean, at least I saw your authentic self. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what's, what's your most memorable set moment thus far in your acting career? Wow, there's so many. Um, I played a character called Rosie, and I think that there was the most authentic vibe about her just um, that came through. I don't know how to explain it, but when you're on, you're on. Mm. Um, hmm. It just felt natural and it's, close to you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very natural, very close to me. Okay. Mm. I'm going to have to study that tape then for yes. so, so, so I can get some writing <laughs> thoughts. Um, all right, how about favorite sports movie? Uh well, it's not really sport. I mean, I guess boxing is, but a uh, million dollar baby. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, and then lastly, if you had to choose one philosophy to pass on, what would it be? You uh, should have a good one for this. I feel like you have, you have a great mindset and like outlook. <laughs> um, is it my own philosophy? Yeah, I mean, it could be somebody else's. But I think it's just every day, just wake up, be you, and um, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. I like that. All right. All right, Molly. Well, man, you uh, you just like snapped through these, so we're, we're to the end here. But I, I just want to thank you for sharing your story, being part of all this. You know, I'm. it'll always mean the world to me. You know that, and and we'll always have it on on screen and on camera and in pictures and behind the scenes to have it as memories. But I, uh, yeah, I'm just holding out hope, you know, and and a lot of belief that we can continue it on and and we'll keep it going and we'll have more memories to make. I'm definitely hoping with you, absolutely. So before I get us out of here, um, any final thoughts or any things I didn't ask you that I should have? I think you did amazing. <laughs> just, um, yeah, thank you for letting me be part of this project. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, actually, before I get to the rap wrap up, um, as of yesterday, we just announced that the real rap pilot will be released online for everyone to see. So you can see Molly, you can see me. Um, it's going to be on the last day of Hoop Fest, Sunday night. 625 so june 25th um set a reminder you can subscribe to our youtube you can go to the website and sign up for our newsletter um, and we can directly send it to you that way and you can be the first to see and hear everything we've been talking about especially if you go back and listen to any of these um, a lot of them have been pilot related or pilot adjacent so um, yeah you can get a lot of really fun stories like molly's stories that we did today and that uh that wraps it up for this week's pod, but we're really excited about that. Um, so go check it out. And thank you to Brennan and Spokecast. Thank you to anyone listening. Hit us up, subscribe, leave a comment, review, hit up Molly, tell her uh, tell her to keep going and keep being strong, surf and grace, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.